If you have your Bibles, turn to Matthew 26, and we're going to start there in just a minute. Matthew 26, as you're turning there. Um, this week, I was telling Donnie, Donnie sends the set list out, and I always let's go back and listen to the set list the week before. And uh, he swapped a song on me, and he put Reckless Love in, the last song we just sang. And that, that song does mean a lot to me. And literally, every day this week, I've listened to that song. That's how I've started my day. I have a TV in my office. I don't watch Netflix. But I keep YouTube videos playing. And I have it on a Christian mix where it's just kind of background noise, you know. I don't so much watch it. It's just noise over on that side. But every day, that's how I've started my day. I've, I went and I picked that song first, and I just let it go from there the rest of the day. And so, um, you know, this morning when we came in, and, and as that song, whenever they started leading us with that song, you know, I couldn't help but think, you know, they've mentioned the water and the baptistry a couple of times this morning. But that song, as we heard it, and as we sang it, and as we worshiped, God just revealed to me, that little Riley Flinken that was baptized this morning at 8 o'clock, and whenever we ask her, do you want to be baptized at 8 and 10.30? She said, I want to be baptized at 8 because that's my people. That's what she said. That's my people. That's the worship service she goes to every week with her grandmother. And so um, as we baptized her, as Mike baptized her, as I stand in and as we sang that song, when you sing and it says he left the 99 to go find the one, we think, why? But he found the one. Just think if you hadn't been the one that he found. So sing the song with purpose because there's one out there. And you might be that one today that's here that needs to hear from him and come to him. And so I love that song and I love what it means, you know. And again, this week as I was getting ready, I, I got a, a, a real close friend of mine that um, we, we spent a lot of time together. And, and we was together this week, and they had a baby two weeks ago. And the day that his wife had their baby, she found out that same day that her dad, mom that live in Colorado, her dad was diagnosed with a real acute, rare form of leukemia and literally just has weeks. So anyway, the Friday I was up here, and, and God just put it on my heart, and I, I found a, I, I keep Bibles stashed everywhere in my truck and in my office, and I got a Bible, and I unwrapped it, and I went through, and I was highlighting verses of hope and to give to her. And so uh, Michelle was up here, and I said, Michelle, give me a verse. What, what's your favorite verse? Well, next thing I know, she keeps coming back in my office. Do this one. Do this one. My daughter sends me this one. Write this one. And so I'm thinking, tell me, I, I just need to be highlighting the whole Bible because the Bible really is full of hope. And so I, I give that, I run it by there, and I dropped it off to Mackenzie with a bag of candy for her flight out. She was flying in this morning, left New Orleans to go to Colorado. She's leaving her baby for several days to go spend time with her dad in um, his final days. And, and so I, I was with my, with my buddy yesterday, and Trent said, you know, he said, I got up in the middle of the night, Friday night, to go um, check on Mackenzie and the baby. And she's sitting there reading those highlighted verses. And I got a message from her this morning on Facebook. She said, you don't know how much that means because God's word's true. This is truth. And this is what we need to stand on. And so this morning before we get started, I know, and I don't want you to raise your hand. I don't want to single you out, but I believe there's people in here this morning that need to feel the touch of God. And they just need to be, know that they're being prayed over. And so I'm going to pray for Mackenzie as she's literally landing 
in Colorado right now, and I'm getting off that plane to go see her dad, and I want to pray for her, but I want to pray for you also. Because there's a person sitting to your right or left that don't have a clue what you're going through. But my God does. So let's pray. Father, we come to you this morning, Lord, just say that we love you. Father, wow, what a beautiful day you've given us. Father, this week has been crazy good. Father, not that every day is not a good day, but Father, this weather is perfect. And such a break from the rain. Father, just as amazing as this weather is, Father, you're even more. Father, and I can't even put my words together to describe just how amazing you are, how wonderful and how magnificent you are. Father, right now, Father, there's probably people sitting in here that need to feel your touch. Father, they need to know that you're God and that you're in control. Father, you tell us you'll never leave us and you'll never forsake us. Father, you tell us that you catch our tears. Father, I want to lift them up to you. Father, I want to lift Mackenzie up to you right now, Father, as she's landing to go spend a couple of days with her dad and possibly say goodbye. Father, because I know she's torn with having a two-week-old son here her 30 hours away. But Father, right now, Father, I just want to lift up our service. Father, not my words, but your words. Father, not my heart, but your heart. Father, and I just ask that right now you focus us and that, Father, we just leave here changed people, Father, just more in love with you. In son's name I pray. Amen. If you have your Bibles, turn to Matthew and we're going to start in chapter 26. We're going to start in verse 6 to start. And then we're going to skip around a little bit. But that's where we're going to start. You know, we've been doing going through a series um, about the things that we wish Jesus never said. Well, now we're starting today. And we're going to lead up at least till Easter. And it's, going to, uh, it's his blood is greater than your sin. Because his blood washed over everything that we've done. And this morning we're starting with redemption. We're starting with where it all starts. Because of that blood, we're redeemed. And, you know, and I, I look, you know, I, I've told y'all before, I like to go to Webster.com and, and look up words and stuff. And so I looked up the word redemption. And what it had for redemption was the act or process or instant of redeeming. I said, well, that really didn't help me. So then I went to redeeming. And it said serving to offset or compen compensate for a defect. I'm defected, believe it or not. I know Tammy don't believe I'm defected, but I'm defected. I have defects in my life. And probably whoever's sitting around you has a few defects too. But my God will perfect us. And he'll redeem us. You know, whenever you go back and you look, if you take in just the various words that, that go around the word redemption and redeem, it's found 132 times in the Old Testament, 22 times in the New Testament. And so when you look, that's a pretty important word in the Bible, is redemption. You know, and why are we redeemed? You know, and I wrote a few things down. We're redeemed to be free. We're redeemed to be free. We're redeemed to be holy. We're redeemed to enjoy a true citizenship in heaven. But redemption's only made purpose, only made possible through the heart of Jesus. And so when you start looking at that, you know, and as I, as I was really digging in, 
You know, I, I wrote this down. Redemption is the purchase of your debt by the one you've more than likely rejected. But he does it because he loves you. Wow, think about that. You know, this morning, whenever we look at everything, you have the cross over here. But that cross is a cross. You know, that's what he lived and that's what he died on was that cross, but he was resurrected from that. But, you know, as I was getting ready because we, we wanted to do the, um, the Lord's Supper today, and as I started studying and really digging in to get ready for this today, I guess I just missed something. It was almost like a wild moment sitting in my office. And I was sitting there and I said, how did I miss this for 50 years? Because when you read those words, in a minute we're going to read them, he didn't tell us that he left a cross for us to remember him by. He left his blood. He left his body. This is what he left for us. So y'all watch real closely. I'm going to sit this in the back so that y'all don't get the ones I've handled, in case some of y'all are germaphobes. <laughs> Even though my hands are really, really clean, I'll save those for me. Turn to Matthew 26, and let's start in verse 6, because I think this is just a beautiful picture of redemption. And then we're going to move into the rest of it. Matthew 26, verse 6. It says, While Jesus was in Bethany in the home of Simon the leper, a woman came in with an alabaster jar of very expensive perfume, which she poured on, the, on his head as he was reclined at the table. And when the disciples saw this, they were indignant. Why this waste, they asked. This perfume could have been sold at a high price and a money given to the poor. Aware of this, Jesus said to them, Why are you bothering this woman? She has done a beautiful thing to me. The poor you will always have with you, but you will not always have me. And when she poured this perfume on my body, she did it to prepare me for burial. Truly I tell you, wherever this gospel is preached throughout the world, what she has done will also be told in memory of her. You know, when you read this and you talk about it, you know, and if you go back and study in different places, you know, there, some say this was Mary. Remember Mary, Martha, and Lazarus, Jesus' friends? Some say this was Mary. Mary got the true picture of redemption. Mary saw what her, her Lord had done for her and what he had done for her family. Remember whenever he called her brother out, Lazarus, come out. And he brought him out. So she saw what was going on and she understood it. You know, but you had these 12 guys that had been traveling with him for two or three years now up to this point, three years, and all of a sudden they still don't get it. You know, because right here is in his final days where we're talking about, because that's what he says. He says, she's done a beautiful thing because she's preparing my body. But, you know, whenever we look at this, we think, well, it, it was perfume. But you have to really understand what this perfume was. You know, it's not like this, you know, $10 or $15 stuff like you can buy right here at the Dollar General. You know, this stuff was real stuff. You know, they say today in the market value of 2019, it was probably around a $12,000 bottle of perfume. That makes my heart flutter. Can't imagine that, you know, $12,000 for perfume. Women, you ought to have men following you like the Pied Piper for $12,000 a bottle. <laughs> but you know what? She walks in, and it's not about the perfume, because what it's about is she gave Jesus everything she had in this moment of worship. She held nothing back. She didn't say, you know something? I'm going to bring this cooking oil down there and put on his head. 
I'm, I'm, I'm going to bring this, this, this bottle of water in my truck down there, my chariot down there, and pour on his head. She held nothing back. The most, it had to have been the most expensive thing in her house. That's what she went. She poured on his head to get him ready for what was coming. But those disciples are a lot like us. They look at that and say, whew, $12,000. I'm just thinking about the stuff that I can get rid of real quick with $12,000. You know? Or I start thinking about what I could buy for my wife because she deserves that, right? But $12,000. And so, you know, so she, she does this and she goes. But that's the story. That's the redemption that we're talking about. That's the cross. That's the blood. That's the body. Skip down with me in verse 17. Verse 17, it says, On the first day of the festival of unleavened bread, the disciples came to Jesus and asked, Where do you want us to make preparations for, um, for you to eat the Passover? He replied, Go into the city to a certain man and tell him. The teacher says, My appointed time is near. I'm going to celebrate the Passover with my disciples at your home. So the disciples did as Jesus had directed them, and they prepared the Passover. And when evening came, Jesus was reclining at the table with the twelve. And while they were eating, he said, Truly I tell you, one of you will betray me. And they were very sad, and they began to say to him one after another, Surely you don't mean me, Lord. And Jesus replied, The one who has dipped his hand into the bowl with me will betray me. The Son of Man will go as it is written about, is written about him. But woe to the man who betrays the Son of Man. It would have been better for him to have not been born. And then Judas, the one who would betray him, said, Surely you don't mean me, Rabbi. Jesus answered, You have said so. And while they were eating, Jesus took the bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take and eat, this is my body. And then he took a cup, and when he had given thanks, he gave it to them, saying, Drink from it, all of you. This is my blood of the blood of the covenant, which is poured out for many, for the forgiveness of sins. I tell you, I will not drink from this fruit of the vine from now until the day whenever I drink it new with you in my Father's kingdom. And when they sang a hymn, they went out of the went out to the Mount of Olives. You know, when you hear that story, you know, and he's sitting there with these disciples. Now I'm thinking I need to go home and cut the legs off our table because you notice he's reclining every time. Now, I'd probably be asleep, so I'd probably fall asleep because if I recline back in that position, you can ask my family, I'm gone. But whenever you see this, you know, and he's sitting there, and he, as he's carrying this conversation on, and they're still not getting it. He's telling them, look, this is it. This is it. This is my body. This is my blood. Do this in remembrance of me. And whenever I mentioned a, a few minutes ago that I had that wow moment in my office, because that cross is tangible. But think about it. None of us want to eat that cross, do we? But whenever he sat with his disciples and he says, take this, eat. This is my body. Take this, drink. This is my blood. This is the redemption that's being poured out for you. There's a whole lot of difference whenever you taste, I mean, you touch something and you actually taste it, right? I can look at a ribeye on a steak all day long and touch it, but boy, when it gets in my mouth, it's a whole different story, isn't it? And that's what he's saying, taste, taste, I'm good, taste what's good. 
Do this regularly. Do this to remember me. Do this to remember what I've done. Do this to remember what happened on that cross. Do this to remember what happened whenever I came back. You know, the Bible is riddled, and that's what we're going to be going over for the next several weeks, of the blood that was spilt for us. And so this morning, whenever we look, and as we stand here, and as we look at this, and we start thinking about it, you know, what do we do? Have we, do we deserve that redemption? To love Jesus is to hate the sin in oneself. If I love Jesus, I'm going to hate the sin that's in my life. But to hate Jesus is to love the sin in myself. To love Jesus is to hate the world. To hate Jesus is to love the world. When you hear that, don't it leave this undeniable option, at least it does for me, that we're either going to love Jesus or we're going to love the world. He's calling us to love him. Whenever you eat that, think about this. Whenever you eat that cracker, the, the human body is just crazy to me. When you eat that and you drink that, does it stop right here? It goes to here and it goes to here. And if I could bend over and touch my toes without falling on my head, I'd touch my toes. But think about it. When you eat, what some nutrients do? It goes through your whole body. And that's what God's telling us. That's what Jesus is telling us right here. Take this. Take me in. I want you to taste me. I want to put my body through your whole body. I want to put my blood through your whole body because that's what I've done for you. I covered you from head to toe with my blood. I covered you from head to toe with my redemption. I covered you from head to toe so that you could experience me. And you could spend an eternity with me one day. Let that sink in. See that cross? That's pretty right there. But that don't get in me. His blood, his body. That's what gets in me. So when you read these words and you start hearing this, you know, and he starts talking, you know, he says, drink from it, all of you. Drink from it, all of you. This is the blood of my covenant. So whenever you start thinking and you start really letting this sink in and you start hearing what this lady did, because what did this lady do? She showed up. She come in. She didn't have an appointment scheduled. She just walked right up into the party and she gave Jesus everything she had. She worshipped him. What's the Bible tell us to love him with all our heart, all our soul, all our strength, all our mind, don't it? All our heart, all our strength. All our mind, all our heart. And so when you hear those words and you start looking at what she done and you see how people reacted, why do people react crazy when we do things for God? You know, these were the guys who was walking the closest to Jesus, and they got indignant. They said, Why, why, why is she wasting this? And he's saying, This is beautiful. This is beautiful. This is going to be remembered. When we give God everything we've got and we are chasing after him with everything we've got, it's going to be remembered. How is it going to be remembered? Because people are going to see us, and their lives are going to be changed because of God, and it's going to be remembered. But we have to be willing to sell out. We have to be willing to chase. You know, little Riley this morning, that didn't just happen. 
People have loved her. And people have loved her. And people have loved her. People have cared for her. People have prayed for her. And this morning, she told the whole world, I'm a new creature. I, I'm a new being. I've died to self. And I'm new with Christ. Because of that blood washed over her. And that blood washes over us. But, but how do we do it, you know? And so the more I think about it, the more I just pray about it, you know, this bread is for you. This juice this morning is for you. This time is for you. Why are you here this morning? Because there's some of us that we needed to hear. God loves you. Say that with me. God loves me. Say it again. Say it like you mean it. God loves me. Y'all aren't convincing me of anything. Say it like you mean it. God loves me. What did he do? You don't have to repeat this. He redeems you. He came, he lived, he died, and was resurrected and stood back on this earth. And now he's in heaven waiting on us. He says, I'm not going to do this again until I see you. I'm not going to do this again, but I want you to do this to remember me. I want you to do this to remember me. I want you to do this to remember who I am. I want you to do this to remember what I've done for you. I want you to do this to celebrate so the whole world knows who I am. I want you to do this to be obedient to me. Because it's about obedience. And too many times we miss obedience. But God loves us. And we need to be reminded of that. God loves us. And he wants us to love him. So when we do this, this becomes personal. This becomes real. Because when we take this and we eat this, we're recognizing the fact that we're eating his body. When we take this and we drink this, we're remembering his blood that was spilt for us. I can't make you eat and drink this. Just like I can't make you accept him as your Lord and Savior. So that's why I say it becomes personal. And it becomes real. Because when we do this, then it's all in us. Just like when we believe this and we read this and we chase after him, it's all in us. You know, yesterday I was standing out in the middle of a field literally in the middle of a field in grass knee high thinking, wow, what a God we serve. Just to be able to rest for a few minutes and stand, I still couldn't turn my mind off to how wonderful he is. Because his blood, because his body, because his time on earth to show us. And so as we as we talk about this for the next several weeks, and hopefully, here's my card. Hopefully our names that we put on these cards, our prayer can be that they see the redemption of our Lord. They can see what he done for us. That they'll experience what he done for them. He left the 99 to go after the one. Who's your one? Who's your one? 
Who are you going to be praying for? Who are you going to invite? We start at 8 o'clock celebrating baptism. We end at 8 o'clock with Miss Verna Hodges joining our fellowship this morning. And she was real clear when she walked down here, I want this to be home. This morning, there's some of us in here that might need to end today coming to him for the first time. We need to end today saying, you know something? I'm total opposite of that lady. I'm not giving him everything I got. Today, I need to give him my heart. And if that's you in a minute, be obedient and come down. Start that walk with him. There might be some in here today that in a few minutes that they need to come down front or they need to write right where you're at. Ask God for forgiveness and say, God, I need you to forgive me. God, I can't participate in this until you forgive me. Because he tells us our hearts need to be pure when we come to him in this. And there might be somebody here today that says, you know something, it's time for me to make Live Oak my home, like Miss Verna did this morning. There might be some sitting here say, you know something, I need to walk through that water like Riley did this morning. And I need to be obedient in baptism. 